Hi, the Audible's on the air. John Kajemi, Kim Camper, Joe Rose still on. still on the MIA list. But you know what? We, we're dumped here. We're, we're dumped Wherever he's Joe. at, he's having a better time. Yeah, I think Joe, Joe might be cut, so we're, we're going to bring in Kalen Bellage, new I, rookie running back. We upgraded. We upgraded. We upgraded from Joe to, to Kalen. Kalen, thanks for you ready to step into some big shoes. Well, not, not big well, shoes. You'd have to loosen up that hat a little yeah. bit to fit it over Joe's head. But, yeah, uh, right, right, right. But, right. Fitting in. but hey, hey, glad to have you. Uh, Glad to have you on the program. Glad to have you here in Miami. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a lot of fun for me since I've yeah. been here the last what I think six weeks, five yeah. weeks. Does it seem like that long? <laughs> it hasn't been. No, does it seem like I mean, that long to you? you know? <laughs> it's crazy because I I never really know what day it is anymore. Yeah. I never know the time. I just know if I have practice or not, right. meetings or not. Where you do know I have saying? to be? Yeah, where do I have to be? Yeah. So um, the time flies by, but I'm enjoying it for sure. Well, what is this uh, six weeks, five weeks, however long it's been? What has that been like for you uh, as far as trying to consume as much as you can of, of, of life in the NFL, life with the Miami Dolphins, life as a rookie, understanding offensively what's expected of you, understanding day-to-day what's expected. A lot of stuff, they kind of shoved a lot of stuff in your face yeah. over these last five, six weeks. You know, it's, it's a lot of do's and don'ts of, you know, being a rookie, being in the, the National Football League and you know just kind of the decisions that you need to be making on and off the field so it's just being a, a sponge but you know uh you know filtering out the bad stuff and, and yep. try to keep all the good stuff especially playbook wise i've been asking a lot of the guys especially the rookies that have been here for the same amount of time watching you guys through otas you can tell the days where hey man it's clicking you know you're going you're running with authority you have no hesitation and then there's other days you can tell i break the huddle and it's like all right wait a minute I'm on this side of mine. No, I got to flex yeah, out. Yeah, right. I, now I got to come back to tell them what coverage we're in. Do, tell me, tell me about those days. Tell me about the good ones where you felt like, man, I had it today. I, w- I wasn't thinking. I was just rolling. And then some about the other days where you know it might have been more of a struggle, either mentally or physically or whatever you went through. Well, the thing that coaches always tell you, you know, once you think you got it, you don't. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I think that most importantly, I've had a lot more good days than I've had days where I was maybe confused or thinking right. a little bit too much. So um, I think the good days, it's just, it's awesome because, you know, this game was supposed to be played from the heart. It's supposed to be passionate. You're not supposed to really think about anything. You're supposed to react and, and play. So I always enjoy that. But then the days when you, you think a little bit, you start to think to yourself, you know, I got to get back in that playbook a little bit when I get back home. So. Um, you know, like I said, I'm just enjoying it. It's been, it, a, it's been a pleasure to watch it because it, you're, you're, you're explosive when you have the football in your hands and you can catch it out of the backfield. What's it like to you going through an NFL practice, being around new teammates? Uh, do you have a sense of confidence out there about yourself because you've been in the meeting rooms, you, you kind of know what, what's going on. And then when you look at some of the vets play your position, what do you pick up from them? Well, the things that I mean, especially having Frank Gore in my room um, and Kenyon Drake really, you know, is a young player, but just his maturity is he's not really young, you know, the way he uh, goes about, you know, just his work and everything that he does. So, you know, I think that really the most important part for me has just been trying to gain their respect, you know, being tough, um, trying to go about everything in, 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 in the right way. And, you know, I've just moved forward in, in that regard. You know, the first thing I notice, obviously, when I see on the football field, you're a big dude out there, man. 6'3", 230. Um, h- how do you use that to your advantage as a running back? I mean, I, I think, um, you know, I think some of the DBs, you know, on the team actually told me, 
you know, they don't expect somebody that's my size to, yep. to run the way that I, that I run. And so, you know, it's kind of worked to my advantage because some of them have taken the wrong angle, and, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, just yeah. little stuff like that. So um, I think that uh, I just surprise a lot of people with mm -hmm. the things that I'm able to do with kind of my body frame. So you, you, you last until the fourth round. You're surprised by that, a little upset by that. You got a little chipping on your shoulder uh, about that. And, and look, I, I love having guys come in with a chip on their shoulder, wanting to prove people wrong. And, and at least for everything I've, I've heard and, and read about you, that's kind of where you sit right now as far as, as, far as uh, your position with this football team. Well, um, you know, something that my mom always told me is, you know, I, I'm not necessarily trying to prove people wrong. I'm trying to prove myself right. Yeah. You know, I know what I'm capable of. I know the, the things that I think I'm able to do on the football field. And, um, and that's not me being cocky at all or anything. It's just I think that uh, I know what I'm capable of doing, and, and I want to strive towards that every day. You had eight touchdowns in one game against Texas Tech. Can you give us eight? One of these one of these games this coming I, season. I hope so. Give, can I you give so. us four? I hope so. Hey, Bo, I was looking at Kalen's bio. I was just as impressed. Three for four for thirty yards and a touchdown, throwing it in your career. So you can throw it too, huh? Yeah, I do a little bit. A little bit of red zone stuff, yeah. wildcat, and then throw so, it from so there. of those Texas nice. Tech, uh, those eight touchdowns. How many of them were out, were out of the uh, wildcat? Four, five, seven. Oh, really? Seven. Yeah. No, 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 no. Six. Texas Tech did a pretty good adjusting to that one. <laughs> six, six, six of them. Hey, the other two. You got to go to Jakeem and Danny. So you guys aren't the brightest, you know, defense yeah. adjustments. Yeah, What's yeah, going right. on? Right. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, how's Coach Studsville been? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got. Is he pretty cool to no, work with? No, he's a real deal. Yeah. And uh, the cool thing is that I'm from Denver, you know, and he right. was in Denver for the last eight years. So. We always talk about, you know, we were in the same area and in the same vicinity. I used to go to some of the Broncos practices and stuff, and, you know, I saw him, but I never put the connection together that, you know, eight years down the road. I'm going to be with you know, I was guy. a little kid, you know, I, yeah. I, I had no idea. So he's really, really, uh, he's, a, he's a real teacher. You know, he doesn't put the playbook in front of your face and say, learn it, and you come back and you're confused. And, nah, he wants to help you in every way possible to be successful. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of, of good communication coming, you know, giving you feedback instantly when you run the football after the play. Hey, that was good, or I want this, or I want that, or when you're coming to the sidelines. It's got to help you in a position to, to be a sponge. I honestly couldn't have asked for a better, uh, a better running back coach, seriously. Um, he's, like I said, he's just a true teacher. You know, he doesn't just expect you to, to, to know things. He knows that the offense is extensive and, and there's a, you know, it's a big playbook and a lot of detail, and he goes through every bit of it with you. He wants you to ask questions. He's very involved. Well, what did the... Uh as you kind of wrap these things up and you get ready to go home for a little bit, catch a breather before you come back for training camp, what, what, did, uh, what did Coach Gaze, what did the coaches talk to you about between now and the time you come back, how to handle yourself? Just just getting in the playbook. Yeah. Um, obviously, handling yourself like a professional. Don't do anything to, to hurt yourself and the opportunity that you have and also this, this organization as well. Um, you know, from an off-the-field standpoint. And on the field, just get in the playbook. Get, Coach Gates will tell you, you know, just 30 minutes, a day, 15, 30 minutes a day, you know, every day over the next four and a half, five weeks is, is going to end up, you know, being a lot of information that you learn and refresh your memory about. So um, just being, you know, just consistent in everything that you're doing. What's the coolest thing you like about South Florida since you've been in your time down here? I know you spent a ton of time here, but, I mean, have you had a chance to go out and look for – 
place or you know get out and go to dinner somewhere. <laughs> I've been so actually I've been to boat camp. Uh, there you times. go. Yeah, See, I, I was just trying to get an easy pub out. Yeah, you know, no. they put them by that hotel. There's nothing. Yeah, else. no, it's right, down the, it's, it's right down. It's right down the street. It's so no, convenient. You guys so. are wearing out a path from the hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah, to boat yeah. But other than that, I've been to the facility and right. back to the hotel yeah. every day. I haven't really had a chance to really get anywhere and do anything. It's got to be for for you guys, really from the time your season ended. To, to right now, to when you're really kind of going to get out of here. Just a crazy whirlwind of stuff going on, meeting a lot of different guys, new teammates, guys that may be here, may not be here, new experience, new location, new hotel, just all, all the things that kind of <laughs> came together. You, you kind of have to, at some point, you have to kind of stay Well, yeah, breath. and I, you know, I was just talking to Mike uh, Gusecki about it yeah. the other day because we really did everything that you could possibly do after our senior seasons yep. because we had our senior season then we both played in a bowl game mm -hmm. then we both played in the senior bowl yep. then we both went to the combine then we both did our pro day you know what i'm saying right. so yeah, everything yeah. that yeah. you could possibly do we did that you know a ju uh, junior that came out early wouldn't have went to the senior bowl. Right. you know yeah. just some of those we did everything so yeah. we've been going nonstop. so i'm excited about you know just having a break and be able yeah. to decompress how about your family how about your family with you making this move to the to the nfl i mean They've got to be excited about it and, and looking forward to, to seeing what you're going to become at the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great support system that I have, you know, back home. Um, my dad has 13 brothers and sisters. Wow. Nine of them are boys. Wow. And, um, so I've had two uncles play in the NFL. Uh, one of my uncles played in the AFL when mm -hmm. it was split. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, just a big football background. And, you know, they just support me, you know, never really – tell me exactly what to do, you know, allow me to figure out on my own and grow. So it's exciting. Well, what got you to Arizona State? I always thought Arizona State to me has been a kind of one of those funny schools. I, I go back to the days, back back in my day when I was in college, Arizona State was Arizona State. Yeah. They were Powerhouse. bad. Frank Cush. Frank Cush. They, they, were, they, were, they were top, you know, one of the top, always one of the top two or three teams yeah. in the country. Yeah. Kind of went through a lull, kind of back and kind of got back and forth. But you kind of get lost in that. You know, Pac-10, Pac you think of yeah, UC yeah. or 12, you yeah. think of UCLA, USC, and, mm -hmm. and those teams. And, you know, Arizona and Arizona State kind of gets, you kind of get kind of sat in a corner right there. And I don't know that a lot of people really know much about the guys that are coming out of Arizona State because you don't, maybe don't see them as much right. as some of those other schools. Well, you know, um, you know, we, there's something that me and Brock talked about yeah. when I and first Brock got here. Also so basically, I mean, there's not anything at Arizona State like that you can't find anywhere else there's it's beautiful weather it is yep it's athletes it's everything is there so New it should be yeah, it should yeah. it, it should be a powerhouse yeah. every year so i think that's that's something that you know we're working towards and then hopefully getting coach edwards in there is, is a guy that i think is great for the position so hopefully we'll be able to have a lot of success and put us back where i think we should be well, give me those old those old Mustard kind of looking pants yeah. and those in those maroon burnt, tops. Yeah, the burnt. Yeah, yeah man, give me that, those, give me that uniform good. and and, yeah. and, and me that, that screams Arizona State to me <laughs> when I see those old uniforms. Yeah, um, you know, in the past year, few years, we've had a whole bunch of different uniforms yeah. and helmets, changes and helmets and all kinds of stuff. But you know, I think that at the end of the day, none of that stuff matters if you yeah, aren't really, right. you know, uh, killing it and winning football yeah. games. So, but if you can do both, why not? Well, Kalen, thanks a lot for stopping by, man. Looking forward to it and, you know, take your time off, enjoy yourself, kind of, uh, you know, get your body back where it needs to be and yeah. then uh, and then wrap your mind around this and come back. And I know you're going to come back and uh, 
come back breathing fire, which is uh, which is what you need to do when the when the uh, when training camp rolls around. Yes, sir. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. You got it. All right, so it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens in that uh, in that running back position with Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore and Kalen Balaj. You know, I, I was I was one of those guys that was pretty disappointed that Damian Williams got hurt and that, that Damian Williams didn't didn't resign because I just liked I just liked the way he played and always seemed to make a play. And, and so now I'm kind of hoping that Kalen Balaj is next a, guy. he may be that guy that yeah that that really rounds out that room and can give you something. And it's going to be interesting to see how he plays, John. As the season goes on, and as he understands what's expected of him uh, more during, the, I think you see a big change between Kalen maybe from week one to to week sixteen. Absolutely, uh, it's a learning curve, and how fast the rookies at any position can get up to speed. Now, some some of them are going to be ready game one. Some of them are going to be ready in week four. Uh, some of them might be ready, more ready or more prepared to do their job in week eleven. Yeah. But you're hoping that you give him all the tools necessary. Because when you look at Balazs as a physical specimen, mm. he's 6'2", he's 230, he can run, he's got great speed, he can catch it out of the backfield. Yep. You're hoping that he can he can step up and block, yep. you know, a, as a pass protector. But most importantly, you hope that you don't get those missed assignments. Yep. And I think that's the thing where, where if Kalen can limit those in training camp, you know, he, he had some days in OTAs where he was really good, he had some days yep. in OTAs where he struggled a little bit, and he, every rookie went through that. So you're hoping that by the time he goes through a training camp, he gets some experience in the preseason games, he's going to be up to speed and can contribute yep. right away. Well, why do you why do you suppose? And he's got a little chip on his shoulder from for for kind of being left out there in the cold right. with, the, with as far as the running backs. What do you what do you think the baggage that that dragged him down? I don't know. Watching him in the Senior Bowl, he looked yeah. really good. You yeah. couldn't tell if it was the Arizona State running back. You couldn't tell if it was an Alabama player. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell if it was a Ohio State guy. You know, you had a lot of players from different places that were there, and he didn't look out of place at all. Yeah, I'm not so sure what it what what trait kept him back yeah. and kicked him all the way down to the fourth round. Yeah. Because when you look at him on tape, you see a productive running back. Maybe it was the lack of touches. Maybe it was the the scheme that Arizona mm-hmm. State, the tempo that they ran. You know, he did a lot of a lot of wildcat as well. You know, maybe it was it was something that the coaches were, had out on him that that guys were filtering around to the 32 NFL yeah. teams. That, hey, this guy's good, but mm-hmm. this guy has this, but and you don't know what that but is. Yeah. Uh, when I watch him play with my eyes, I see a athletic, sturdy, uh, quick twitched running back yeah. in a six-two frame. Yeah. And those guys aren't aren't falling off of trees. No. You know, the, these guys can can play at a high level. And when you get one like that, boy, you got to give him an, every opportunity yeah. to to soak up the offense so you can get him out on the field because with the ball in his hand. What I've seen, I, I can't wait to see him in pads. Yeah. With the ball in his hand, he can run away from you, he can run over you, he can run around you. Yeah. So it may be, it's, maybe there's something else yeah. in the mix that we, we haven't seen yet, but what, what, I, what I've seen so far, I like. Well, we'll certainly get to look a lot at him 
during the preseason. We've talked about preseason games before and what they mean, but that that's one of the guys that you kind of uh, put a you know put a put a circle around. Put a say, red circle I, 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 around. I want to watch thing. this guy every time he gets in there, whether it's blocking, you know, pass protection, wh- whether it's running the football, whether it's coming out of the backfield, how he carries himself, all those things that that are going to determine you know, what his playing status is going to be. And, Bo, remember, when we talked to Mike Kaziki, some, some of the toughest things for him is breaking the huddle going, okay, where do I go? Yeah. You know, I know I have to end up here, but I have to go across the formation, back to my original alignment, mm-hmm. and then take a couple steps outside to see who comes with me. Right. You know, maybe it's the same thing with Kellen, you know, or Kalen. You, you, do you, what do you do? What am I doing here? Right. Where do I – am I – my too hot off the weak side? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I free releasing on this play? Uh, am I getting a certain depth? You yep. know, so Ryan knows I'm, I'm a, an outlet. You know, am I am I affecting the pass cover? Yeah. Pass coverage by me not running. You know, the proper route. So there's all these little things that he's probably going through. Yeah. Just as the tight ends are doing, as the linebackers, as Minka's doing at free safety. You know, there's a lot of. Yep. A, lot, a lot of little things add yep. up to big things at the yeah. end. Yeah, I'm talking about little things and talking about different players. Let's go to some questions here. Facebook. Yeah, let's do it. Dennis Stone Cole Perrington. Uh, Perrington, nobody else, no one, no one else worried that our supposed Gronk we drafted was the last to be signed. I, I don't think it says anything about where you were signed. Look, these guys, these rookies all sign. Very few hold out. I think the last time someone hold out was probably Joey Boza a couple years ago, right. and, and that certainly paid off for him. But um, – you know, and, and look, I don't think I, mean, I don't think anybody, by any stretch of the imagination, thinks that um, uh, that with Mike Gesicki we got Gronk. No, that's two different. That, that's look, there, there's one Gronkowski running around out there. There's one guy that's that's got the the, the package that he delivers out there, big, physical, strong. And, and, and by the way, I don't ever, everyone, I don't ever hear anyone talk about Gronk and his blocking. Very much. Oh, oh, you're you're allowed to block if you're <laughs> if you're a tight end. I didn't know that. Uh, but no, I'm not worried. I I'm, I got no worry about this guy. Being, I, you know, last hey, guy he signed. signed. He's, he, got, he's a Miami Dolphin, yeah. and this whole draft class is, is on board uh, to move forward. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't really matter the order no. for me. I, I could care less. Well, the the other thing, John, is is I don't care if you're the first pick or the last. I don't care if you're the last free agent that signed a contract as a as a rookie with it. They're all on equal ground right now. They've all got the same. Each one of those guys, every one of those guys has the same opportunity. The last guy signed free agent signed has the same opportunity that Micah Fitzpatrick uh, of of making an impact and making a football team. Now, he may not get as many opportunities as those guys get, but he's got the opportunity to make his presence felt and and get these. All it takes sometimes is one hit for these guys to go, oh, we're going to need to keep an eye on that guy now. It's funny how that works because a couple years back, undrafted guys were, were the flavor for the Miami yeah. Dolphins. That you, you, we were deciding how many of the undrafted free agent linebackers yeah, yeah, were we going to make like the team. Four or five. We of had them, four yeah. guys. Everybody looked the same. Everybody yeah. wore a '40s number. Yeah. Which one is that? Yeah. You know, which guy is that? So I, I think you're right. When when you go down the list of from round one to round seven, whether you're a kicker, a corner, a linebacker, a tight end. It doesn't really yeah. matter. You've got an opportunity now to make this team, and you've got all the, the skill set and the tools now through OTAs to apply it when it really when it really matters going through the preseason and getting into the regular yeah. season. Yeah, more times than not, though, the, the cream's going to rise to the top. But, but, uh, but the opportunity is certainly there. Uh, Doug Kirby comes in on Facebook. Ryan Tannehill, the Miami Dolphins, $100 million quarterback in seven years in the NFL. 
has never won a playoff game, has never played in a playoff game, has never completed a winning season, is now injury-prone and will never finish an entire season. Sad but true. I think sad. I don't know if that's true. Um, it's true that, you know, when you talk about, you know, playoff games and those things and winning season. The, the, thing I, the thing that bothers me is people, oh, he's injury-prone now. This guy was – Remember, for, before he was an Iron Man for the first seasons for the first when he for, got his well, for the ass first, kicked really around. for the first five years, yeah. five and a half years, he was an Iron Man. He was back there and got the shit knocked out of him and got pulled himself up by the bootstrings and and went back and played more. Um, I, look, I, I think he had a couple. I think he had some bad luck. You know, guys get hurt in this league, but guys come back and play. So, I, I you know, I, I don't know how you can say oh, he won't finish the season. The one way Ryan Tannehill will improve himself is by his, and he has improved himself, his pocket awareness yep. and with the ball coming out on time. Yeah. And that's going to limit the amount of hits he takes in the pocket. Yeah. That's going, and that's and that's that's a shared responsibility because the wide receivers and whoever he's throwing to, whether it's a tight end or running back, doesn't matter. Yep. They have to be open at the right time when I'm yep. ready to get rid of the football. So it's a shared responsibility. Yep. Third year in this offense, third year that he's going to be able to hear the plays from Adam Gase, who's the play caller. Um, coming back completely healthy now from his ACL, he looked really good yep. in OTAs. Okay, I'm going to just lay that out there. His arm strength's there, his mobility's there. Mm -hmm. His experience now needs to kick in and take over. Yep. Whether he was out for however many games he's missed and hasn't played in a year and a half right. doesn't matter to me. He needs to come back. Like he hasn't missed a beat because that's well, the key. Look, that's going to be the key for him to be able to to be able to have that timing in the passing game yep. and not worry about anything else. Ball out on time, ball out on target, moving the chains, yep. getting in the end zone. Yeah, look, we you you know a lot of people forget how well he played in 2016 before he got hurt. Uh, and, and look, even I even go back to the first game against uh, against. Uh, when they went up to uh, to Seattle to play the Seahawks up there, should have won the football. Should have won the football game. And we, as far as Ryan playing, look, he got the ball with about four minutes left in the game, maybe a little longer. I forget, forget exactly what. Took that football team right down the field, stuck the ball in the end zone, gave him a lead. Never saw the football again, and, and the Dolphins lost the game because they couldn't make a defense stop. Right. But Ryan, Ryan did everything you wanted out of a quarterback in that game, and throughout really the rest of that. Uh, of that run where they got off, you know, got off that one and four start and then came back and won six straight. I mean, he was, he was the guy running the show there. I, I think you have to feel good as a Dolphin fan coming into this season now, knowing structurally Ryan Tannehill's knee is fine. Yes, yes. Okay. It's, it's been, it's been fixed. It's been corrected. He got the surgery. Uh, it's been tested yep. now on the practice field and he's going to be in position to lead this team. Yep. Uh, so, so the Dolphins are better at that position yep. uh, right now, and, and they should be because he's, he, there's a guy with experience in this offense that's done it at a high level, and he's got really good players yeah. around him. And, and, you know, the other thing is talking to coaches, talking to players about Ryan. So, look, the, the guy was here every meeting. He was on at every game. I saw him before every game throwing passes out in the field. I was he, wondering he, who that was sometimes, right? Yeah. You walk out and go, that guy, that can't be Ryan. You know, he, he yep. just had surgery. Yep. But he's around the guys in the media, and so he, you know, the one thing was he, he didn't back away. He was committed uh, and knew he was coming back, and, and and I like that about him. And and look, I, I expect him to play. I expect him to play good football this year. I I really do. I expect him to 
Look, we it, we had such a roller coaster year at the quarterback position last season uh, with Jay Cutler. You, you just didn't know from week to week what you were going to get. And, and I, I remember, I think we were in Atlanta um, playing the game. The Dolphins end up winning that game with well, the interception down by Rashad. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm watching. I'm doing a pregame show, and I kept looking over my shoulder because uh, Jay was out in the field warming up with with some of the running back or some of the receivers. And I'm watching him throw the ball to Jarvis, and every ball he threw to Jarvis was down around his ankles. Every ball he threw was down around his ankles. Get into the game, Jarvis, where's every ball? Down around his ankles. You know, you, I, you could almost watch him in pregame warm-ups. You kind of knew what you were getting. Kind of knew what you were going to get that day from him. And you go, oh, this is going to be an interesting little ride here for this one, you know. <laughs> he must have warmed up well against New England. <clears throat> right, exactly. <laughs> but, but, but it was just, you know. I, I, no, I know what but, you mean. But I, I, if nothing else... From last year to this year with Ryan coming back, I think there'll be a consistency there, how, how high or how low that, that consistency is. But I think we're going to be in for That a, jump doesn't a mu- spike. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. going to be a much more consistent type of a season well, he's from been that the quarterback type of position. Yes. I think both of those guys you mentioned <coughs> have been those types of they're, players throughout yeah, their career. Their whole careers, yes. You're just hoping that with Ryan Tannehill now, that spike goes just a little bit higher. Yeah. you got to get that spike just a little bit higher. When yeah. his good is really good, that's a difference-making good yeah. in terms of seven points yeah. instead of settling for a field goal well, instead, or extending a drive. Well, and the question is out there. Is, is, is Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill worth seven points a game? If Ryan Tannehill's worth seven points a game over what we did last year, then you're in pretty, then, good shape. Then you're in pretty damn good shape. Put your defense in a much better position. Yeah. The Dolphins are scoring 27 and 24 and 31 with consistency and not getting shut out against the Ravens or maybe scoring seven in the opener against Tennessee. Yeah. You know, you've got to be able to score points in the NFL. And you're right. That, that's the biggest difference when you have Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Maureen uh, dempsey Lazinski from Facebook regarding Amendola. Uh, not liking this. I cannot stand the Patriots. I'll have a hard time cheering for him this season. Once he scores a touchdown in the It'll red zone easy. for you, it's going to be easy to cheer for him. Yeah. Look, I, I, look, I, I like Danny Amendola when he was at, with St. Louis. You know, it's kind of when he first got on my radar screen. Yeah. Um, I hated the son of a bitch for five <laughs> years when he was in New England. Now he's with us. I love the guy. Hey. He, he brings a lot to the table. Uh, you know, he's a gritty player, but, but he brings a lot. He just brings a winning attitude, and, and he brings, much like Frank Gore, if you want to follow a guy and see how you do it and become a pro, well, look at these two guys. He is what you would call the, an ultimate pro yeah. at his craft. He's not taking days off. He's not taking plays off. He works at his craft, and he catches the football, and he moves the chains, yeah. and he gets – in open areas in the red zone, somehow finds his way into the end zone. So you're hoping that's a carryover. Uh, I don't know what his workload's going to be. I don't know how many targets he's going to get compared to Jarvis yep. last year. I'm sure it's going to be much less because yep. the ball needs to spread, spread around, around yep. a, a hell of a lot more than it has over the last couple of seasons. But I, I will give you this. If, he, if his job on that play is to be a decoy and run a route to, to yeah, get somebody open, that's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen at the yardage it's going to supposed yeah. to happen at and at the time it's supposed to happen. And at, and at the tempo it's and supposed to happen. And at the tempo, yeah. it, it's, going to, it's going to occur. I, I think you get everything you want in a receiver with, with the addition of Danny Amendola. Yeah. Um, at Twitter, at uh, msmith35, I feel like no one's well, kind of talking about the receivers here. I feel like no one's talking about Kenny Stills. To me, I feel like he's going to have the biggest year this season. 
Look, I, I don't worry about Kenny Stills. I, I know Kenny Stills is going to go out and give you uh, the, the best he's got. Uh, I think Kenny Stills is going to be a mentor to players. Uh, I think Kenny's one of the leaders on this football team uh, in, in, that, in that, that wide receiver meeting room as well as in the, the big auditorium when they go in there. Um, maybe no one's talking about Kenny Stills because I think we all believe that Kenny Stills is going to be a very good player and play at the level that we expect Kenny Stills to play at. Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker, they have to be effective outside the numbers and they have to be effective down the field vertically. I, I think what you get with Kenny, you get those deep curls, those deep comebacks, and all of a sudden he gets behind you because he's got yep. better speed than people think. He's got really good speed. Yep. And he's an easy target to hit. And I think Ryan has comfort knowing what he's getting out of number 10 on the outside. Yep. I think there might be a little bit more question on, hey, how much, can, how much more can we get out of Devontae mm-hmm. than what you're getting with Kenny Stills? Yes. I, I think you know what you have yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, I think in, the, in that guy. If you're looking for the question mark, it, it's, it's, it's much bigger on Devontae. Right. Now, you know what you're going to get out of Kenny. You know you're going you're to get effort. He's going to get you're, behind people. He, yep. He's going to catch the ball on the perimeter, and he's just going to be a reliable wide receiver. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee McClary from Facebook. Our new additions at tight ends look good. Uh, more options for Tannehill. Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, look, I, I, think these two kids, I think these two kids need to play a lot. I love Marquise Gray. Lo- love Marquise Gray. Wish they had thrown the ball to him a little more often than they, than they did last year. Um, but but I, I think that among among the other guys that are in that in that that Derby and those guys mm-hmm. that are uh, Duarte, all those guys that are in that mix for that tight end spot, those two guys, the two rookies need to need to they need to be the, the class of that room. I think Gasicki <laughs> has a chance to yep. be really effective mismatch yeah. for the Miami Dolphins. <clears throat> I, I don't. Everybody's talking about well, he needs to do this, he needs to do that. No, he needs what to he do. does well is catch the football. Yes. And what he does well is get down the field and, that, yes. and, and be able to get a contested pass away from a defender into a big play for your yeah. offense. That's what he does yeah. well. And, and, that's what, and that's what's got to get done. Right. Uh, Steven, uh, at Steven S 213 at Twitter, a lot of talk during minicamp and OTAs about our defense looking much better than our offense. Should we, worried, we, should we be worried about the offense? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. You, you can't look at OTAs and offense and defense. First of all, the offense throwing the ball more. You know, you're not you don't have a running game. You're not setting things up. You know, nine times out of ten, they're going to be throwing the football. So if you're a defensive end, I'm coming you're, off you're the coming, edge. You're coming. You're you're on your toes, and you're on the tips of your finger, and, and you're ready to come blasting across the line. I think it was a tough OTA for Juwan James and, <laughs> yeah, Laramie, and Laramie Tunsil yeah. because there was a constant rotation yep. coming at you of fresh bodies. Some are veterans that yeah. are working on stuff. Some are young guys that are going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And all you can do is, is give it a good punch or two. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, just go. don't run into the quarterback. Yeah. Because I've, I'm kind of done my job. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's getting enamored with, wow, that guy got to the quarterback. Well, everybody yeah. can get to the quarterback. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it, it's one of those things where it will be a problem if it turns if it out continues, yeah. into training camp when you're going in one-on-ones and you're yeah. going in the team. And you can't complete a pass because there's a lot of heat back there, yep. you know, b- back in the pocket. But uh, yeah, you're right. I-, I just think it's a lot tougher. You really can't tell what you've got yeah. until you get to training. And camp. look, defense—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's just a lot easier defensively. There, there's less. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on on the defensive side of the ball, but 
but it's, it's, it's half of what you're getting offensively. Yeah. And, and so the confusion level, look, to me, linebackers and defensive front, there should be very little confusion there. Secondary, all right, you got a lot of different yeah, things going on back there. But the guys up front, you know, no, no. The defense is always going to be ahead of the offense, and, and I don't concern myself with that during OTAs. Uh, Mike Ressler 12, at Mike Ressler 12 on Twitter, how do you rank our corners? Who would you put opposite Xavier right now? Tank, Lippett, or someone else? Uh, well, I think Tank's going to get the game. You know, he's gonna, certainly the incumbent back there. He's going to get the opportunity. But Tony Lippett coming back, who really made a biz presence felt in 2016. He had good OTAs he coming back. He's had some good OTAs out there. Uh, we, we all talk about Bobby McCain. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, you can't count him out right now. And, and look, Minka Fitzpatrick, who knows? Maybe he slides out there every now and then. I think he's going to be more of a slot, more of a safety inside guy. But, but he's had the ability and shown the ability to get outside. Um, I just like the fact that, first of all, I like the fact that, that X. Nailed down. That's his job. That's his Nailed job. Down. You're, and, and I expect him to be High bad. level. I expect him to play at a very, very high level. We saw it out there in, in the OTAs, making plays on the ball, around the football, doing those things. And then you've got the best on the other side of three or four guys who's going to battle. Right. It's going to be a dogfight for that other corner position. And I think that, that might be a consistently position. evolving position <clears throat> yes. yep. opposite X. Because it, it worked out that way during OTAs. Now, I don't know if that was by design. Hey, let's give Tank a day. Yep. He's our guy. Let's give Lip a day. He's our guy. Yep. Hey, let's throw in an uh, undrafted free agent and, yep. and give, him, give him an opportunity. Hey, let's kick Bobby outside. Yep. Put Minka down at nickel. See how that looks for a few, you know, yeah. a, a few periods during practice. Um, so I, I think that'll be a battle to watch. That's definitely one of those positions yeah. that you have to kind of keep an eye on. Like at linebacker, who's gonna, who's gonna make plays during yeah. the games? During yeah. pre, who's gonna expo, get exposed? Yeah. You know, with a bust uh, yeah. in coverage, a communication. I remember was it last year or two years ago up in Philly? There was so much confusion. Yeah. Uh, in a preseason game, hey, who had this guy? Yeah, who had that yep. guy? And they were veteran players yeah, out there. Yep. So you're you're wondering, you got to work through those things. But who's having less of that? Yeah. In the training camp practices and in preseason yep. games. Hey, uh, John. Uh, before we wrap this thing up here, uh, here we are. Uh, you know, there's really nothing going on for the next month or so until these guys get back here. We've had a chance to look at the draft. We've had a chance to look at OTAs. We've looked at mini camps. We've talked to all these players. You've got a good handle for the coaching staff and the ideas of what they're trying to do. What does this football team need to do from what we saw last year to be a football team this year that is a playoff contending football team? Whether you get there, whether it's nine wins, ten wins, whether you get there or you just miss out. And, and, and what does this team need to do to not be a football team that a lot of the pundits nationally are talking about is a three, four, five win football team. Some, some people might think I'm crazy, but one of the first things I would want to address are the penalties. <coughs> I, I would want to let, make less mental and physical mistakes that are self-imposed yeah. on my football team because it's tough enough winning games in the National Football League when you, you need to get into the 20s, yeah. you have to keep teams out of the 20s, you need to keep scoring on offense. But when you keep making mistakes that hold your team back, yeah. hold your offense back, that hold your defense, keep your defense on the yep. field more, I think those are the types of teams that when you don't worry about those things, when you don't have those problems, yep. it's a lot easier to execute. Yep. So for me, it's about self-inflicted 
pain on your football team. That's number one. Number two, you need to get better quarterback play, and you're hoping that happens with Ryan Tannehill back at the helm uh, leading this football team. And number three, you, you mentioned it. Uh, I think it's, it's third down. It's being better on third down to stay on the field and on defense with opposing tight ends yeah. catching the football, getting off the field, and not letting that position beat you. I think all the other things will, will happen by osmosis. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to be a, a better run defense. You, yeah. you, you have to be. I mean, you can't be as porous yeah. as this team has been over the, last, over the last couple of years. You have to be in the middle of the pack. The one stat I would say on defense that needs to keep improving, that has improved, it's, it's points against. That's what yeah. the game comes yeah. down to. Yeah. Look, you know, there, I don't care one, about the other there, stuff. There's one stat. There, there's, it's as long as I've been around this game, and I played defense my whole career. You know, the, the one number, the only number I ever looked at was points against. Yeah. Points against, points against. You can give me yards. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Go, whatever go you want. Go for 400. Go, yeah, fine. But if you score 17 points or 20 yeah, yeah. points, you're, you're not you got gonna, a chance yeah, of right, winning. Right, right. And, and so that's it. So I would say those things. The yeah, offensively, it, you know, penalties, defensively yep. penalties, because you can't be last. Yeah, well, and I, and I agree with you. To me, penalties has been my, you know, that's been my pet peeve. Uh, and I remember in 2016, and I remember asking Coach, uh, uh, Coach Gaze after they beat, uh, after they beat the, uh, the Rams, that last second drive down right. there. And that was a shitty game. They, they played a bad football yeah. game. Came right out of the box, penalties. And, and, I, and they won the game, and everyone was excited. And I go, I go Coach, you, know, you, you won the football game, but when, you, you need, when are you going to start addressing these penalties? Oh, well, we're not, you know, we're, oh, we're not worried about it now. Well, you're not worried about it now because you won a football game. But, but they festered. And, and last year was horrendous from a penalty standpoint. And to me, the easiest way to get better as a football team is to eliminate penalties because they're easily eliminated. There's some penalties out there where you're going to be battling. Defensive backs are going to be battling a wide holding. receiver. You're going to get a pass offense. You're going to get that stuff. That, that's, that's but it's, part the, it's, of it. the, it's the jumping off sides. It's the, you know, the, the After the whistle. After, after the whistle, stuff like that, that that takes a drive away from you. You just make a big catch for a first down, and, and then you throw an elbow at a guy. Next thing you know, now you're, now you're 15 yards back from where you started from the line of scrimmage instead of being 30 yards down the field with a first down. And, and, and then and that drives over with and, and that's been that's been the bane of this football team and, and like you said it, it's it's tough enough to to beat the other teams in this league if you got to beat yourself first to get to them yeah I, and that's what this team has done over and over and over again and you know and look I, I you go back to you know Bob Bob Greasy says it every game at some point in the radio broadcast Bob says it every game you know back in the days Dolphins were the least penalized football team in, in, in the National Football League for decades. And you know what? All and, they did and you know was what? win. And for decades, all they did was win football Now, they games. might have had better talent. They may yep. have made more plays, but they sure didn't beat themselves. No, no. And if they did, they weren't going to do it again. No, no. So, and, and that, so I, I'm, I'm with you. To me, that, 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 that is the quickest path and easiest path to me to picking up one, two, who knows, maybe three wins. And it's not, it's, it's not, it may not even result in multiple wins, but at least it gets it, gets you out of the way of yourself. Yeah, you're not beating yourself. Okay. You're just, yeah, you're not. Get it, get out of your own way so you can focus on yeah. the other team. Yeah. Instead of constantly being first in either first and 15 or Second first, and five, five, first and five the yeah, other yeah, way. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I, it sounds 
minuscule. It might sound meaningless to, to uh, fans, yeah. but when you go back, and if, I bet if you add up the hidden yardage in the penalties yeah. that the Dolphins had, over at least oh, over crazy. last year or the two years, well, especially, especially there's a lot of first downs in there. Especially when you add the personal fouls post post whistle. Right. You know where, where now you're giving up. Not not only are you giving up the yardage that you made in that play, but now you're taking 15 more. You know, sometimes those penalties sometimes are 30 yard penalties to you. You know, the the the, the penalty yardage plus the plus yardage lost. You, yeah. 25, 30 yards. You do that a couple times a game, then you're not going to win many games. Right. And you're going to be in that situation. And I think the quarterback play, as you said, too, I think that's going to be certainly a lot more stable than, than what it's been. And, and the win-win on third downs, both sides of the football, that's much like we talked about last week. The, the tight end position on both sides of the football are, are going to be paramount to this football team. They've got to get good play against tight ends and with their tight ends if this football team wants to be a better team. Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> your scoring opportunities go up. You, you get more snaps during a game. You wear down opposing defenses yep. if you can stay on the field. But doing something, finding a way to get into the end zone, to get that 17, 18 points per game average into the 23, 24, 25, now, you, now you've got a chance. Now, now you can mask that occasional yep. offsides or that occasional personal foul or that or – that, blunder on a turnover because you're you're scoring that yeah. extra seven points a game you know if i finally talked to joe oh joe's, you did? Been, joe's been mia for the last what month what, and a half yeah, it seems I, like I, I, I don't know why i, so I said on? joe what's what's turn to vacation he's been on vacation year. he says but don't worry he says i've been watching i've been listening on the miami dolphins sure mobile has. app i said bullshit oh i'm not buying bullshit because you don't not... you don't you don't have an app on your phone he's the only guy that's got a, a, a a, a, a cell phone, a, a, a smartphone. He has no apps. got no apps on no. it. No. So he, he doesn't have the mobile app, which you can hear it on. He doesn't. He doesn't use computer. I, he doesn't use iTunes because no. he's a he's a, a a Google guy or whatever. Uh, Apple Music, obviously, he doesn't do that either. I think he told me he listens on MiamiDolphins.com. He does. Uh, you know. Well, um, but so I'm not sure. Maybe somebody types that in for him. And I asked him about, do you ever listen on TuneIn Radio? He said, what's that? He tunes out. Yeah, he tunes out. He so, tunes out. Anyway, but I think Joe's going to be back at be nice some point. To see I think maybe bailed out on us, but I don't I, know. It'd be nice to give Joe. Some bullshit on the show. He yeah. bailed out on him, so, you know. Anyway. He hasn't been contributing much lately. I'm done, John. You done? <laughs> I'm done, bro. You want any more? I got a tea time. You want any more? Oh, tea time. I got a tea time. Get him straight. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs>